Wilcox. London Matters and Needs Reform. The official podcast of the Reform UK candidate for Mayor of London. And this is your opportunity to put your questions to Howard Cox. Let's start with an obvious one. This is Nikki, who says, why would I vote for Howard Cox? Who are you? It's a good question. Yes, I mean, it's a, a very good question indeed. I mean, sometimes I actually say to myself, who the hell I am when I look in the mirror shaving in the morning. But seriously, I mean, for 15 years, I'm not a politician. I'm a public affairs campaigner. And specifically, I've been campaigning for years for the haulage industry and motorists. I'm not sure if people are aware, but back in 2010, we were the highest tax drivers in the world. And uh, I'm sure people recognize we always pay a lot more at the pumps than in Europe and and certainly in other countries like America. I was working at the time as a a sort of a a marketing consultant for various small businesses. And I was working for a haulage company. And this haulage company had about 50 trucks. One day I was sitting with the boss who was struggling like mad because of uh, the cost of fuel. And he said uh, to me, we should be doing some campaigning about this because associations like the Road Haulage Association and the Freight Transport Association, uh, that's what they were known as then. The FTA is now known as Logistics UK. But they weren't really get, being very effective in trying to cut fuel duty. And uh, I, so, so I said, well, to the boss of this firm, I said, why don't we set up this uh, uh, some campaign? And that gave birth to a thing called Fair Fuel UK. And Fair Fuel UK I've been running for 15 years. And to, to cut a huge story short, uh, I managed to get uh, a lot of support, about 1.7 million supporters across the country about 75 MPs, mainly Tory MPs, to actually convince various chancellors to make sure they didn't increase fuel duty along the lines of what Gordon Brown was introducing, a fuel price escalator. The benefit to all of us is this, it's very simple. Since uh, 2010, most drivers have saved something like about two to three thousand pounds in fuel filling up costs and haulage companies, it runs, well, right across the industry, runs into about 30 billion pounds of saving. And people should recognise the fact that that impacts on inflation, everything we buy in the shops and uh, and how much money we can spend uh, out of our pockets. So that's what I've done in the last 15 years. And that's one reason why Reform UK's bosses, Richard Tyson, Nigel Farage, approached me and said, how would you like to stand for London Mayor? Because, and we know why I'm standing for London Mayor specifically, is because this mayor is fleecing drivers. So that's where I've come in. So I hope that answers her question. Here's a question from Daisy, who says, uh, what would you do about increasing gang and knife crime? This is a huge issue in London. Absolutely. And it's uh, coming to the forefront in recent years, and certainly during Sadiq Khan's uh, regime as mayor. Frankly, it's very, very simple, uh, this approach, is actually get more bobbies on the beat for a start. Something like only about 5 to 10% of bobbies at any one time in London are actually on the street. They're, they're spending most of their time actually behind computers and chasing up petty things like internet wokeism or whatever you want to call it. So that's the, the first stage. The other thing that I'm proposing is everyone knows the number of police stations have closed right across London and right across the country, in fact. I would introduce police access points. These would be based in consumer outlets uh, like uh, 24-hour supermarkets and big petrol stations and McDonald's and places like that. And before anyone asks how much we cost to pay for these police access points, I would ask the the, the businesses to pay for it because it's in their interest to stop uh, problems in their own premises such as uh, shoplifting, etc. So, To cut a long story short, I'd have put more bobbies in the beat and also have access as much as possible right across the whole of Greater London to uh, speaking to police. These police access points will actually have a manned police, a guy or a girl, policewoman, policeman standing in these offices inside these buildings where you can go into and ask them for help. 
and they'd have full access to all of the necessary information, technology, to actually report the crime. Here's a question from Steve. He says, I visit London every other week for work. Each time I'm saddened by the homelessness issue. I've seen two deaths, one massive seizure, walking to work in just the past 12 months. Mostly this homeless issue is a mental health one. What will you actually do as mayor to tackle these kind of issues. I mean, homelessness is huge. Absolutely right. And the, the, the most important thing here is to get all of the necessary bodies involved in mental health issues and homelessness together and, and set up a group that will actually counter the issue big time. The important thing to understand is there's a, there's a lot of people out there on the streets actually out there are professional beggars, and they need to be actually weeded out from the people that actually really do need help. So I'm not an expert in this whatsoever. So I bring the experts all together and to try and put something together and fund places where these people can go. Uh, I don't think there's enough places for these people to go. I'm sure we can actually also get some private investment to help that too. In terms of homelessness, I mean, this is something that, you know, the mayor will blame the government, the government will blame the mayor. The mayor does have a lot of powers. And it seems that a lot of the current mayor's powers have been uh, very much um, aimed towards cameras, the motorist and areas such as that. Uh, There are many Londoners just looking at the kind of questions that are coming in for you, Howard, that have a suspicion that the priorities are all a bit skew-if at the moment. I couldn't have said it any better, Ian. The thing we see at the moment in London, he has a priority just because he's actually managed the finances of London so badly. He's created such a huge black hole debt, something like, uh, and no one really knows the full details, but something in the region of £12 billion. And and the taxpayers in funding that. And the, the only way he can actually sort of reduce that level of debt is to actually uh, increase charges and taxes. And guess what? The first person they, or the first target they go for is the motorist. And we're seeing increasingly his direction. He's coming from not just only from the ULES in central London, extension uh, to Greater London as well. He's actually putting in these cameras right across London for, no doubt about it, a thing called Paper Mile. So watch this space. It's, It's just using Londoners as a cash machine to pay off his debt and to fund his idealism. So there'll be no Paper Mile under Howard Cox? No Paper Mile whatsoever. This from Dino, who says, where do I start? Knife crime, ULES, strikes, public transport, Met Police, two-tier policing, council spending, going broke. I will be voting for you. I wish you every bit of luck. It's a nice one, Howard. That was very kind. And I'm getting a lot of that. It's increasing. Uh, We're a small party reform UK and we're moving up in the polls nationally and in London. Mostly when I talk to people, actually, what Reform UK is about, when we talk about the issues, they say, oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, I like that. And we've got to get away from this two-party system. I voted Tory for 50 years of my life and I'm never voting for them again. We're in a terrible situation in in the UK at the moment and even worse under Labour in London. So I'm, I'm grateful for that support and I promise you, I won't let you down. Here's a question from Jenny Jones. Not that one, I don't think. Uh, no. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I might, it might be, Howard. I mean, she might have crossed the Rubicon. Who knows? <laughs> Jenny Jones says, I really hope you get in. So it must be a different Jenny Jones. Lovely as Jenny is, I don't think she would say that. I really hope you bring some sanity back to our capital. I know about your stance on ULES. Absolutely support you on this. Please discuss your intentions on how to deal with soaring crime levels, as this will allow Brits and tourists to feel safe and boost the economy. And you've mentioned a little bit about that with police hubs, but that really will be a big focus. Absolutely right. My three main 
areas. I mean, obviously, ULEZ is, is not top of the list, but it's equal top of the list. We've got to get rid of that completely. And I'm the only candidate that's going to get rid of all of ULEZ, not just the expansion. Secondly, we talked about crime earlier in the question. and We, we have to address this. But the most important thing is I'm going to sit down with the head of the police in London. And bear in mind, I've also got this title called Police and Crime Commissioner. I have the power to sack him or hire a new one. But I want to say to him, what do you really need and what do you want to get rid of? And when I talk to police, uh, I've been gone on a lot of anti-ULEZ rallies and we're often policed and I go up to the police people in presence and, and I simply ask them what do you really want from your next mayor and do you know what they would say we want to get rid of bureaucracy and so that's a big thing as well so that we've got great technology now which we could use that they can carry around with them and they don't have to take and cart people back to stations or jail cells or etc they can actually handle it on site with good technology so that's one thing as well and the third thing, of course, is affordable housing. My daughter, for example, has got a good salary. She drives articulated trucks. She lives in Alpington, just outside central London, and she can't afford to buy a place, even though she's got a good salary and she has to pay exorbitant rents. So I'm very conscious of the fact that those three issues, that's ULEZ, crime and affordable housing, are going to be right at the top of my agenda. Here's a question from Mark who says, will you ban emission-based parking surcharges in London boroughs? The answer is a big fat yes. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, Lee says, what would you do about divisive protests? There's been lots of these, whether it's Free Palestine or Just Stop Oils. Do you think there is a point where these disruptive demonstrations should come to an end? I mean, it's a tricky one because, of course, everyone wants freedom of speech, even if you disagree with it. But there is also something about people being able to get on with their own lives as well. Absolutely right. It's not just the issues at the moment with Palestine and the, well, very much the anti-Jewish brigade. We're talking about just stop oil and extinction rebellion, all these sorts of things. I would want the police to do their job. If someone's breaking the law and they're preventing everyday people, hardworking people getting about their daily work or, or whatever they want to do, if they're being interfered with, they've got to be arrested. And that comes back to the fact more bobbies on the beat, etc. But it's important that uh, the mayor, instead of antagonising the police uh, bosses, etc., he should actually work with them. And that's what I would do on a, virtually the first or second day. I'd insist on meeting and say, all right, how can we stop these things? But the most important thing is I'm, I'm a great believer in freedom of speech, but it has to be controlled and it has to be fair and it has to be safe. This from Taxi Lad, who says, will you end the war on the black cab trade? And can we ask to have a post office scandal type inquiry into how Uber gained licenses in London? Yes, I get that question a lot from cab drivers. And when I, I'm up in London driving around to various meetings, etc., I talk to taxi drivers about it. And this is a big issue for them because they feel that, and let's face it, the traditional black cab driver represents London's identity massively. Now, these taxi drivers I talk to, there's a number of things I want to do. That's one of them. I will look into the Uber situation, how that's happened. Uh, here's one from Lee who says, can London's decline under Khan be reversed or has it gone too far? Well, I wouldn't be standing if I believed that we couldn't reverse it because that would be pointless, wouldn't it? But I'm going to put all my energy into trying doing exactly that. One of the things that's important to understand is that uh, I won't be a, one of those people sticking my political nose into other affairs like national, international affairs. I will focus on London only. The current mayor tends to think he's actually mayor of the world at times. And I would actually concentrate totally and utterly on issues that matter to the people, the residents of London, the people who come to work in London and the people who want to visit London, i.e. tourists. 
he has actually presided over a complete decline and he's also divided London considerably, especially the ethnic areas and also cyclists versus drivers, for example. I want to bring everyone back together and I want to make London prosperous again and I'm going to work my butt off to do that. Well, connected to that, here's a question from Jackie. He says, a recent visit to London by car was nerve-wracking. Cyclists and motorbikes dangerously weaving through traffic, causing chaos. How would you make London driving conditions safer? That is an incredibly good question and, and that's the one really the reason why I'm standing because we've got to get London moving again. I, sometimes I say get London motoring again, but, but there's so many ways of saying it. But fundamentally, what's happened is that the green idealism, and let's be clear on this, every single driver wants to breathe clean air and we want to lower emissions, all these sorts of things. But to actually ruin the way we get around London and transport is the heart of every single city in the world and it's the heart of the, the nation. We can't survive without transport. What we need to do is make sure transport is fair. At the moment, I'll give you an example. In the Hyde Park, in the Park Lane, we have a cycle lane the size of an HGV truck, and I very rarely see anyone using it as cyclists, mainly because there's a cycle lane next door in Hyde Park itself. Who actually thought of those things? So what I would do is bring sanity back to the science of road movement, road transport movement. And I will be commissioning someone, probably would be a minister for motorists. Yes, you heard it. Not just for cyclists. There'll be a minister for motorists or a, a person or a mayor for motorists, what you would have called it for. They will be totally and utterly responsible for looking at uh, speed limits, uh, where they should be 20. And that's I, I think they should be outside schools. But everywhere else, they should be actually uh, for the conditions of that road. You don't have a dual carriage ride at the middle of the night in London that you have to drive 20 mile an hour when you can easily do 50 mile an hour on it. So in making the city safer, I would also get taxi drivers uh, to be allowed to use bus lanes. And I would actually talk to Sykes and say, look, can we reduce the size of these cycle lanes when they're not used too much? And also I get rid of pinch points, 20 mile an hour limits, I've already said, bumps and these floating bus stops, etc., where you've got bus stops out in the middle of the road because the cyclists are coming inside you, those sorts of things. It's madness. The person who put this all together under Sadiq Khan, honestly, I, I don't know how many brain cells they've got, but I don't think they've got many. Well, final question from Michelle. This is, if you win, what will you do with Sadiq Khan's high chair? <laughs> I, love, I don't know. I haven't thought about that one, but... Uh, <laughs> I suspect it'll be confined to some sort of a refuse department. Um, Recycled in a very green way. Absolutely. And and just on that serious point, though, you talk about recycling. I'm I'm a big fan of actually making London greener. I've got no problem. I'll plant more trees. I'd certainly look at the river traffic and the the air traffic as well and stop penalising drivers. That's my raison d'etre. Howard, we'll speak on the next episode. Thank you very much. And that is it for this one. We are back again next week, of course. In the meantime, make sure you follow Howard on social media. That's at Howard C. Cox, at Howard C. Cox, and do send in your questions ready for the next episode.